Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, September the 1st in 2020 on When I Rise. We're in year A, proper week 18 and the 14th Sunday after Pentecost, making our way closer and closer to the end of the Christian calendar where we'll go from year A to year B. We got a long way to go yet. On Tuesdays, we'd like to look at the Psalm of the week, which is Psalm 149 this week. So I'll read that whole passage, provide a couple points of reflection, and then spend some time praying along its theme. So thanks for making this party in the morning. I want to rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of his faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of all his faithful people. Praise the Lord. This is the word of God for us. One of the most vivid images that comes from the Old Testament book, Nehemiah, is how Nehemiah was leading the detachment of people that came back with him to Jerusalem to rebuild the city walls. Walls were, the, the you know, during that time, that was a sign that a city was secure or not. And so there was a point in the midst of their rebuilding of the walls that they were threatened by an invading army, uh, a group of people that were trying to keep the city of uh, Jerusalem down and to prevent the Israel, Israelite people from building again. And so there's this part in the book where they have a trowel, like a building utensil in one of their hands and a sword in the other because they're trying to build and they're trying to like, I don't know, fortify the wall as they're, they're potentially being called out into the battle. And that makes scholars try to put a link between Psalm 149 and the book of Nehemiah. And though the direct link may not be there, there's a chance that this uh, there's a similar sentiment. Psalm 149 is is interesting. Uh, if you look at Psalm 145 through 150, there seems to be this upbeat and lighter tone. Uh, just one step to the left in Psalm 148, there seems to be like a, a universality of God's praise. So there's a key change in Psalm 149 where uh, God is praised not by all the nations but by Israel, and they're singing loud uh, songs to God. And it seems like. They're being commissioned by God to inflict justice upon the nations. So what's going on here? Because this is a, a bit of an interesting picture. Is God uh, saying that a standing army must be maintained over and over again in order uh, to be faithful uh, before him? It appears as if, if you keep it in this context, um, it, was, it was quite common to think that the gods of different peoples would go to war against one another. Uh, you see that language even in the book of Exodus where uh, the God of Israel goes to wage war upon the gods of Egypt, right? And so uh, you've got this interesting sentiment going on. People perhaps wondered, you know, all of our prayers, all of our sacrifices, all of our offerings, uh, what is it doing? And the, the psalmist is trying to 
say that this is part of God's uh, cosmic puzzle. Uh, he has a group of people who he's given a task, and they are supposed to be the people of an advanced faithfulness. God wants to redeem and renew and restore the whole world, the world that he loves, but it has gone awry, and human beings have torn it apart. So how is it going to be put back together? God's going to be using human beings to put it back together. And at different times and occasions, this meant that uh, God's people had to go to war against those who were harassing them, uh, particularly those who were instigating war against them. And so perhaps in the, the mindset of the people, this is many years into their gathering and serving the Lord now, they sense that the songs that they sing and the actions that they had to do were mingled together in one purpose. And that we may have may have different ideas on the spectrum of what it means to be God's faithful people and what does it mean to go to war as God's faithful people. I think one thing that we can agree on, no matter where we're at on that spectrum, is that what we see here is something that's uh, admirable and praiseworthy. Um, they, these folks wanted to, de- to defend God's world. They love their God, and whenever God's world was threatened, they wanted to make sure it was protected. And that form of protection is not a, a micromanaging, a source of control, but that protection seems to be uh, a response of worship. Uh, we want God's world to flourish and to thrive. And I think that we see that impulse uh, throughout the history of the church, and we see that even today, as we're trying to decide this very uh, challenging and chaotic and confusing world times, what does it mean to be God's people? Uh, we're supposed to be people of peace, and yet there are times that we have to intervene and we have to uh, raise our voices, we have to organize, we have to call uh, truth to power, uh, you know, speak truth to power, we have to call leaders to account, and we have to uh, find a way to uh, unmask injustices, and so that happens in an array of ways. So I think for now, maybe you and I need to look deep inside and we need to say, are we, uh, are those who are uh, allowing a burden to be placed on our shoulders for the sake of God's world? Uh, We do things for people that we love and it's the same for God. We love God. And so what begins to stir inside of us deeply is what will you do for God today? And uh, my only admonition is this, and we see this in um, 1 Peter chapter 3, Uh, where Peter talks about uh, when we give an answer, when people ask us for the hope that we have, that we do it with gentleness and respect, that taking ground doesn't have to be about fighting, because fighting, uh, though it may be necessary sparingly, it is exhausting. And at times it could cause our witness to be battered and for it to be undermined. And so with gentleness and respect, let's enter into God's world and protect it and love it, because we love the God who created it. We'll spend some time praying together this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we love to love you. And we thank you that what we have noticed in our lives is that as we've walked this journey with you, that our heart increases in its capacity to love you and to love others. We thank you that you've grown our hearts. We thank you that you've given us great inspiration and imagination of what it means to love first and to lead with love. And so God, sometimes that love uh, has to stand against that which hates, that which bullies and demeans. I thank you that even Jesus, when he looked upon the crowds, those who are harassed and helpless, they had compassion for them and he wanted to do something about it. 
So God, this day we pray that you would help our minds to be transformed. And I pray that instead of looking away from the trouble in this world, that as many faithful ones who have gone before us have done with their lives, they laid down their life and they caused what uh, the late Representative John Lewis calls making the good type of trouble. God, that's hard to understand when and how and what we should do. We seem paralyzed with all the options and no issue is clear-cut. All of them are very difficult and thorny and it's not easy. But God, we thank you that you're with us. You tell us that you're with us by your spirit. That you give us the words to say and words of testimony. Uh, that you'll give us the grace and that your power is perfected in our weakness. And so God, as we step out in boldness with all the strength that we have, we pray that you would match our strength and that you would increase it and that you would cause us to love your world, especially those parts of your world which are troubled, which are fractured, and which are afraid. So God, give us the grace to not be afraid. Allow perfect love to cast out all fear as we represent you and as we love your world. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.